0: So anyway, that's why they call me Mr. Bombastic's Overeager Fuck Parrot. Welcome to Podquisition number 153, if I'm not mistaken. I'm I joined... believe so. Oh yeah, I'm Jim Sterling and I'm joined by the lovely Laura Kate Dale. Hello, how are you? I am tired. I've reached the point in the games
1: industry calendar where the, the oh. video games try and kill me. I'm pretty sure they're trying to
0: murder me. The I was I was talking about this to Laura before. Oh yeah, September, Geddon, October, Geddon, November, Geddon. Uh, as Laura pointed out, September not so bad, not so bad this year with game releases. October, fuck fest. I uh, I think it's just the the latter half of October has just been like, oh,
1: you know, there hasn't been any big AAA games for a couple of weeks. Here's like three per week for the next two months.
0: Yeah, yeah, enjoy. Please, please choke to death on us. Gavin, I hope you haven't done any choking to death lately. How are you?
2: No, but I was about to choke to the death because you said bombastic and I was about to do my shaggy, uh, they call me Mr. Romantic.
1: <laughs> I think nice. there's still time for you to do a full rendition they of that song,
2: should you be in the mood? me fantastic. So let me on my butt. They call me Mr. Ro- Ro- romantic.
0: Oh, God, I'm going to have to listen to that while I've finished recording this now, aren't I?
2: I remember. Yeah,
0: I think you are. I remember
2: when he had a comeback in the, in the noughties and everyone's like, this Did new he? guy, Shaggy. I'm like, um, he's been around for a long. I remember his this, song. This is a weird realisation.
1: Is, is, is that the same person who sang, uh, what, what was the... It, wasn't me. Uh,
2: it wasn't me. It wasn't me,
1: yeah. I never put together that Mr Bombastic and It Wasn't Me were the same Shaggy.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: I'm I'm learning about music today. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm drowning in the video games. I, there are too many video games Can someone take away some of the video there games There are too please? many
2: They're, Like this week alone There's uh, fucking Destiny PC Assassin's Creed Wolfenstein and Mario How are we supposed yeah. to play all of those
1: <laughs> I uh, Here's my advice Don't sleep um, <laughs> Snort ground up caffeine pills And you'll probably be fine <laughs> Don't do those things You might die Don't do those things Yeah
2: it's going to uh, be, uh, I think I'm going it, to, it, I think I'm going to prioritize yeah. Wolfenstein because that's, that's like the shortest, most linear one and will probably make good it's, song fodder.
1: It's one that can be sort of like cracked out, yeah. not too, dif- without too much difficulty. We're, you can sort of just I, get through it and be done, I think. I
2: see myself <laughs> playing Assassin's Creed kind of into the holidays, because mm. that, that seems like quite a big time investment, that one. Yeah.
1: So. It 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 does. Uh, of the three of us here, I think Jim, you're the only person who's had time to get around to Assassin's Creed yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because um, G- Gavin tried to today. Do I, you want to tell our, your story about why you didn't play any Assassin's Creed? <laughs>
2: I was very kindly given Assassin's Creed by Ubisoft, but sadly um, the UPlay app had other ideas. <laughs>
1: You play, uh, more like you don't play because of you play Oh, exactly. it's a joke that I used before we started recording And I thought exactly. it was so good that I had to get it
0: on air <laughs> I, uh, Funnily enough, I actually at some point was going to have a Dreamquisition episode called You Don't Play um, Because of the same thing Because you play, if anything, does the opposite of what its cute name would imply it, it it just gets in the fucking way. Um, if it was, am I right in 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 recalling that uh, the 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 new South Park fracture but Whole, not only has you play but DeNuvo as well as I if you were soft, just, so just just couldn't help themselves. Um, this coming from a company that when they last spoke about DRM said DRM does nothing to combat piracy. To see hmm. them use novo just suggests. That they really don't give a fuck Whether it stops piracy or not They just want it in there So I need to yeah, do that episode as it well It is a about bit ridiculous isn't shit. it it's, um, it's very ridiculous Yes
1: so I've, I've played a bit of Assassin's Creed Origin At some preview events and things But I've not had a chance to really sort of sit down And sink my teeth into the full game yet How are you finding it Jim uh,
0: It's pretty good Pretty good? It's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Sorry if I'm a little bit erratic today. I just uploaded a video and I'm very annoyed that uh, not only has Activision tried to block it in two countries, but it was automatically flagged as not suitable for most advertisers, like everything I fucking upload that they later look at and say, oh no, that was suitable. Fucking, fucking YouTube. Total fucking wasteland. Anyway. Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> it's pretty good. It is, is pretty good. It's, it, it, uh, okay,
1: I, I've got, like, one question about it, and it, this probably, like, sums up my, my, my what I want to know about it. Uh-huh. Is it good enough to make me care about a franchise that I was seriously flagging on?
0: Uh, um, hard to tell. It might. It might. It, it, they have made some changes to the, to the way it works. I mean, it doesn't... It, it only feels nominally like an Assassin's Creed game. It's only because it's got some very typical Ubisoft framework that it uh, still has, has the overall trappings of one. But gameplay-wise, they take so much from Metal Gear Solid V uh, with regards to some of the stealth. They take from Far Cry... Uh, there's a lot of hunting animals and crafting skins they take from um what is it as well shadow of the shadow of mordor slash war games there's a lot of that in there um, oh really
2: like the, yeah, the yeah. captains and stuff
0: no 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 not that kind of stuff oh. but just in the way the protagonist deals with with combat and stealth oh. um and, and and also curiously, they've taken from from Zelda because that overhauled combat system they spoke of is basically the Zelda Dark Souls style targeted lock-on system. Yeah. Um, Uh, The the one thing that lets that down is the fact that in Zelda, the other enemies sort of don't really attack while you're focusing on one to sort of give you some space. And in Dark Souls, you're supposed to go slow and take people on one at a time. Whereas Assassin's Creed fights typically turn into big melee fests. And there, the targeted lock-on system, while you've got people poking you in the arse from behind... Tends to just make you give up and try and go hack and slash with it, like the other ones. Except this time, mm. you're pressing R one and R two instead of square. You know, um, but it still does give it this. I don't know it, it does feel better. People who've seen my video on it, because I did a impressions yesterday for it, uh, they said that they think the combat looks like shit. Um, I've had fun with it and I found it more satisfactory um, than previous ones and does
1: does it feel like it's benefited from that year off
0: mm, only insofar as giving them a year off has uh, allowed them to look at other successful games to see what best to nick from them okay uh, in terms of having an extra year off for quality purposes well i invite you again to watch my assassins creed origins Jim impressions <laughs> And see what happens to the boats at the end. <gasps> uh, it It is a glitchy fucking game. It ain't Assassin's Creed Unity bad, but it's still bad enough to where I'm like, this this shouldn't be acceptable. And it's like, I get open worlds have bugs, but I just came off the back of Shadow of War, where I wasn't encountering. You know, mm. frame rate drops to you know, less than 10 frames per second because a boat is spinning in midair.
2: That's something I have to commend um, Zelda on. It's something I didn't think about much at the time while I was playing it. But compared to pretty much any other open world game, I don't recall encountering a single bug. In my entire time, ne- ne- with neither do I. Yeah,
1: um, I'm. I'm aware that, like, if you specifically go seeking for it, there's one tiny bit of rock somewhere on the edge of the map that you can fall out the world, technically. Yeah.
0: But you would have to be very unlucky to find it.
2: And con- considering like, the size mm. of that game, that is pretty impressive. What the hell
0: are you talking about? That that game has bugs. Like it's riddled with them. Really? Every weapon I use keeps breaking. <laughs> like it's uh, so fucked up. I was like, "Where's the punchline, Jim? It's coming. Where is it, oh. uh, You know me too well, but not well enough. That's how I keep surprising you, even when I'm predictable."
2: That doom. <laughs> that doom game last year was full of bugs too. Like I, I couldn't find the reload button, and I was stuck on sprint for the whole game. What the hell?
0: Where was my cover system? Yeah, for my God's health, sake?
2: my health didn't regenerate <laughs> when I got shot.
0: Weird. What the fuck? Uh, God, I fucking love that Doom. I fucking love that Doom game. Um, and I'm good. looking forward to Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, it still boggles my mind that they're releasing it on the same day. Like, why on a Friday? I'd rather have competed with Origins if I were well, to go up against, you know, either one, especially with how well. Wolfenstein has been, like, playing social media like a beautiful fiddle. Um, all social media's going to want to talk about is Mario. So it's like, it just seems odd that they'd have... I don't think as many people will care it, about you know, Origins as they will about ha- having, having played, like, bits
1: of Wolfenstein, but having played a lot of Mario, like... I think they're going to struggle to get people talking about them when Mario comes out, because, oh, damn, that Mario. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's I, The, the thing. thing
2: is, though, Mario and Nintendo's a very um, particular audience. And, like, I think it's easy for us to get the wrong idea with, like, because everyone we follow on social media is, like, talking about this games industry stuff. There's a lot of people who have all the consoles. Not one single person I know even has a switch let alone is the talking about mario do you know i'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah, about point. in real life so it's, and, it's and these are people point, who would I, play the more AAA games yeah. on P- xbox and i don't know it, it's you know? a
1: fair point but i think as soon as you say there's an amazing new mario game that everyone's talking about people who vaguely look at video games will go oh mario's good what's yeah. this about mario yeah no i'm I, and, I,
2: and i do think it's a shame that like all three of those games because they're all out on the same day. Are probably going to suffer because of each other You know
1: Yeah I. No one is No one benefits from a cramped release schedule Like this particularly when The games releasing are all going to be Pretty sizable so yeah.
0: Well I mean this is another thing about that Argument of you know games never raise Their prices beyond $60 It's like yeah that's true but you know, let's look at our disenfranchised millennials of today. Uh, sixty bucks is still a lot of money, and when you're releasing a lot of pot- a lot of games that might potentially appeal to multi- you know to the same person uh, on the same day, sixty bucks becomes a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. And then if there's more beyond that, like then it it the increase is is huge once you start adding just one game on top of the other. Um, so, you know, that's another reason why I think it was, it was smart to never raise their prices, despite what mm. they claim about, you know, oh, put upon me, um, because, I mean, imagine if games were default more expensive now, and we have this, these games jostling on the same day, like, that's when we'll start seeing some, some real damaging lost sales, uh, I, I believe that, uh, that's just a theory of mine, um. But, yeah, I mean, Gav, Gav also makes a very fair point. We can be very insular in our thinking. Uh, we're sort of nose deep in it. We, we're we all interested in Mario and Wolfenstein as potential things. And yeah. you and I and especially, that, Laurie, you know, we look to cover them at the same and time. That's, so
2: That's not to say that my point is not that um, they won't sell as well. My point is that I I think the crossover audience for them may not be that big. That was what the point I was trying to make.
0: Quite possibly, yeah.
2: So, uh, so, yeah. so yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Wolfenstein. Though I, uh, I I'm like I say, like a, a game coming out from a AAA developer with a, a linear progressive, progressive. Um, sorry, I can't speak today. A linear progression story, and no, no multiplayer. They recently said because they didn't want to take stuff away from the story, especially at this time where people are like. Singing the doom of Valyria about uh, the future of single-player games, which that doom has been spoken of for years and years and years. Uh, I don't think there's much truth to it. I do think they are being, you know, decimated. I don't think they're being killed, but mm. that's another topic for another time. Um, but it is good to see that, and that's something I want to keep supporting. The yeah. same goes for Mario as well. Like, again, another game that is not there just to fleece you with gambling um, mm. and, and has all these extra editions and bonus shit. Um, speaking of which, I think I said last week, like, you know, I'm happily paying the eighty for Wolfenstein for the the deluxe edition because it doesn't have all the other bullshit. Like, I'll, I I will accept games are expensive to make and haven't raised their prices. If a company accepts that putting gambling shit in their games isn't fucking on And that's where we are with Wolfenstein 2 So I'm like, yeah, I will, I will get the deluxe version of that um, And so, so, yeah, Friday's going to be a, a big day, obviously Yeah, um, well, while we're on the Friday games Is now
1: a good time for me to get out the way My Friday game that I've been sinking my teeth into
0: uh, I don't see why that would be a problem from my end Let's
1: go with it then So uh, by the time that this podcast goes up The review embargo for Mario Odyssey will have lifted And I have put god knows how many hours into that game It is fucking huge um,
2: An- Another life eater, oh no
1: <laughs> It is another life eater it's, it's much bigger than I was expecting oh, man. So ha- ha- how do I put this? I suspect I'm going to waffle quite a bit of this, so I'm just going to try and get my like basic thoughts out the way. This is a very, very good, high-quality 3D Mario game with a, frankly, crazy amount of content. It keeps adding more and more content. Every time I think I, I've seen everything this game wants to surprise me with, there's something else. Um, it's a really bloody good game, so let's just get that out the way. But there are some granular things I, I kind of want to talk about a bit, so... Um There's a couple of things that I wish I had known about Mario Odyssey going in that I think I would have enjoyed the game more had I known in advance. Um, There are two main things that you're collecting as you go through these worlds, which are world-specific coins that you can use to purchase, like upgrades and outfits and things to decorate your ship with, and moons, which you need to progress through the worlds. They're basically your stars from Mario 64 or whatever. Um, There's a lot more moons in a world than you need to progress And initially, the game does not tell you that there is any reward or incentive For collecting more than the bare minimum number of moons Eventually, there is some benefit to doing that But the game does not signpost that early on And that initially led to me being slightly like "Uh, Do I really need to keep scouring for more moons in each world? So that's a thing I just want to say to people is the total number of moons you find in Mario Odyssey will be counting towards something. I feel like that's a thing that I wish I'd known because it at one point did give me some like eh, iffy feelings about the way it was paced. But overall, that
2: that sounds to me a bit yeah. like that Prince of Persia game from uh, was it two thousand seven or whatever, where you had to collect the 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 light balls to to continue.
1: Yeah, it, kind of. In the it's it's one of those things that. I I don't want this to sound like I don't enjoy the moment-to-moment gameplay In Mario Odyssey It's just that There was a point in the game Where I didn't know why Like, I wasn't being signposted That there was any reason for me To be completionist about it Um, But putting that aside Mario Odyssey is a huge game That has learnt a lot from Breath of the Wild And I'm not talking about weapon durability (laughs) Um, it's, It's not We're not doing that But where Breath of the Wild was seemingly Nintendo trying to reinvent Zelda as a big open world sandbox where the whole idea was you can just kind of go go interact with anything that seems interesting to you and you'll probably find something to do. But it was a very big sprawling space in which to do that. Um, there was a lot of like scenery in between the things to do. Mario Odyssey feels like they took that kind of level design philosophy and just squashed it down into much more densely packed toy boxes, essentially. Where the mentality seems to be very much the same for a lot of these things, which is, like, interact with anything that looks interesting or looks a bit out of the ordinary and you'll probably find a way to to be rewarded for it. Uh, there, are, there's a boss fight over there, but you don't have to go do it at any point. You can go do it whenever you want, either like straight away or right at the end. Here's a bunch of optional uh, challenges that. Uh, a lot of the challenges I came across in Odyssey were very similar to, structurally similar to shrines in Breath of the Wild, in that each one had a base objective you had to get to but also something bonus to get along the way if you wanted to prove that you were particularly good. Uh, in Breath of the Wild, it being like the, the optional treasure chest you could find in every shrine. Here, there's a second moon, which is, oh, if you want to do the hard version of this challenge, there's a bonus reward for it. Uh, it plays like a Mario game should. It plays very, very well. It is a just a very precisely controlled platformer. It is very sprawling There is a huge amount of content in it uh, Quite frankly ridiculous amount um, I am currently 600 moons deep Into that game after a week and That's I'm, a lot of moons deep That is a lot of moons deep And I am still unlocking new things um, Like I've Beaten the end credits of this game And gone back to all of the worlds I've previously done And I'm unlocking new things There's like twice as much content as when I first Went to all these worlds there's just a fucking lot of Mario in this game. And it's all very, very polished in its presentation. Very nice. Well, it's, if you're
0: looking to be yeah. moons deep in the shit, it sounds like that's the game for it's, you. It, it's one of those things that
1: just... Every time I think I've seen everything it has to offer, I cross a threshold and unlock a bunch of new content, and then I'm like, oh, there's a bunch more Mario!
0: Hooray! That You see, that that's a rarity these days. There's yeah. games that can surprise you when you think you've seen it all, because so many games recycle their activities
2: that's, that's a question i have actually laura when you say unlocking mm. new stuff is it like breath of the wild in that unlocking new stuff basically means one of two things shrines and seeds or is it actually uh, genuinely there's, a, lo- new there's stuff? a
1: lot more variety yeah. so if you don't want to hear this i'm going to give one example and you know skip ahead 30 seconds yeah. um by going back to one of the worlds later on in the game, I unlocked a room where there was an audience sat watching the first level of, of Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> and you had to climb inside of the game and do the first level of, of Mario for an audience, <laughs> cool. for example. Like, it's, it's all little exciting nods to things in Mario mm-hmm. that just, like, it's consistently like, oh, I've never seen the game do this yet.
2: And is it, is it difficult? Um, Compared to, I mean, historically I've generally found Mario games to be quite hard (laughs)
1: Uh, It very gradually increases its difficulty Um, You could get to the end credits of this game relatively easily And a lot of its difficulty is then After you've beaten the credits Here's a bunch more content that is more difficult
0: If you want to play more difficult Mario this is for you to keep going. Cool. Following on from that question, and mm. I don't know if you can answer it because maybe you, um, you know, maybe you didn't die enough to see. But is there something akin to the the ever controversial silver Tanuki suit? Like when you die enough times, a thing will um, spawn that'll let you get through the thing.
1: There is not one for dying too many times. The solution they have is if you go into the options menu there is something called assist mode. You can oh. opt to turn it on and what it will do is paint arrows on the floor showing you like this is the route to progression in this open world level. And <laughs> if you fall down a hole, it will bubble you and put you back where you fell from. Oh, that's and this okay. is an op- it's an optional lovely. mode <laughs> in the options like if you are getting stuck, you can turn it on for a minute and then turn it back off.
2: That sounds. It lovely. won't.
1: It won't go. You died too many times. Do you want to use it? It just is an option in the options menu only if you go seek it.
2: I love that they're putting in these options for like filthy casuals like me.
0: <laughs> Reisten, you! Believe what I just heard. <laughs> the filthy casuals have taken another Mario game from me, an adult. There's
1: there's no punishment for using that that assist mode. It doesn't um it doesn't in any way show up on the game, like oh, you got this star, but you only got it because you had this mode turned on. Oh it. no, they sh- people should be made to feel they bad. They should be made to stand in a corner have Yeah, no, if yeah.
0: Like,
1: if you if you need it, it's there, but it's never pushed. It should. It should. That's your your it. profile
2: don't... picture on the Switch should then turn into a, a bucket, <laughs> a shame bucket on your head.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like that's theory, cool. That that, theory, that is cool. It is like just, I've always
0: said. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't. Turn that stuff on, you know, if I felt it was ruining the game experience for me. I do not see it being, you know, I didn't turn on zero difficulty. Here's the thing zero, whatever it was in Star Fox.
2: Here's the thing, right? If you've been enjoying the game for like 20 hours or so, you're really loving it, you get to one part you're really fucking stuck on Mm -hmm. and it's pissing you off to the point where you want to quit then that's a perfect option. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's just get through well, this and then yeah. get back to enjoying it. I don't you know, see how anyone might... has a problem with this, hmm. allowing yeah, people to people have more fun. Some people might
0: feel personally ashamed to do that. And you know yeah. what? Fine. Like, if you've got a personal pride where you want to get through that, that's fine. Other people do not put that much personal pride in their gaming accomplishments. Mm. That's not to say that's better or worse. It's just... That's not their priority. Yeah, if Your you... priority is different, and the game still tailors to you by not having it switched on at default, by not telling you to switch it on, by letting you, you know, never have to switch it on. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah,
1: like, I know I've sort of rambled about this game. Like, I'm still trying to put my thoughts together. Like, but at the time that this is being, we're recording this, I've not sat down to write my thoughts formally down, but... Honestly, it is just an awful lot of Mario that consistently stays surprising and interesting beyond its end credits. It scales up its difficulty really nicely so that you can see the end credits and then keep going if you want more of a challenge. It's, it's just really consistently surprising and full of a ridiculous amount of content. I have put 60 hours into it in a week. And I still am like I feel like I've not seen everything Like I'm still finding new things Unexpected that I've just run past And not noticed there was content there
2: I remember when you'd finish a Mario game Like Mario 3 would take Like Mm. what three hours to finish And it felt like an eternity
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like a, A very minor example Somewhere in Mario Odyssey I found a bench And there was just a man sat on the bench And I sat down next to him and he turned around and said, "No one ever stops to sit next to me. How are you doing?" And we had a conversation, and he like rewarded me for it because like <laughs> I'd been playing sixty hours, running around this game, like ah, oh, gotta go find the things. Never thought to just have a sit down next to a businessman.
0: Like, that's just, and that's probably the kind <sighs> of stuff they count on is is for you to. Feel like you've tried everything and then call out the fact that... Like, I, I just love the touch of him saying no one ever talks to me because that is probably exactly how people will feel like if they've gone through the game so much and passed by this fella and just never thought to to encounter him and talk to him. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just consistently packed with so much stuff that I'm shocked I keep running past things, so... Mm, then you a, force a good your Mario game. You force your hat was... on the friendly man's head while he's begging you not to... No! Don't put that on me! No! Ah! I'm losing my self-will! Oh, yeah, Lord, did, I, you, did, you, did you enslave
2: the friendly businessman after your uh, nice
1: chat? not that friendly businessman <laughs> but i did enslave a friendly businessman um if if you want to go read a really stupid thing i wrote by the time this goes up there should be an article on kotaku.co.uk entitled something like normal man rio about basically like I took control of a general human man in Mario Odyssey and ruined his life and I did a bunch of photos for that. So go go read my stupid shit post about Mario. I had fun writing it. I love at when any time. Um,
2: sorry, I love when games anticipate you doing stupid shit and acknowledge that you've done it. Like at the start, do you remember that game Red Faction Guerrilla? Like in the first level is an escort mission with your brother, and if you just turn straight around at the beginning and kill him, it just goes, "What the fuck? you killed your brother
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it when games do that like it's it's one of those things where it's sometimes I will test a, a a game by by saying like if if they have a reaction to this ridiculous thing I'm about to do, they are officially geniuses <laughs> and the moments when it pulled, when it's pulled off, it's... I mean, I Divine Cybermancy is one of my favourites for that, where it's just... It'll react to all sorts of weird shit you do. Mm. Unch-
2: Uncharted um, games are very good for that as well. Like, it, yeah, they, like they know all the little spots that you're going to get curious and yeah. wander into, and they'll acknowledge the, it with some yeah. some kind of yeah. dialogue.
0: The, the polar opposite is those games that have, like, Divergent paths And uh, when you go yeah. down them There's nothing there Like <laughs>
2: Destiny <coughs> Nat,
0: Nat had some of that And <coughs> Yeah <coughs> Destiny had Destiny. enough of that Like don't Don't give me a divergent path If, if path if there's nothing At the fucking end yeah. of it that can,
2: Sorry Laura you go ahead uh,
0: Yeah I think like If there's one thing I can
1: say About Mario Is it does reward Going and looking Behind that curtain mm. And just being like I, I wonder if and like those, all those I wonder if moments Do seem to
0: get rewarded There aren't enough games like that anymore mm. Not at the moment mm. Too many of them just Again, like with Assassin's Creed yeah. Origins It's, you know They tell you where the shit is on the map Because it's not about the discovery Of things, it's about mm. Just going and doing the activities, oh also, you can dress Mario
1: uh, Mario up in Princess Peach's wedding dress, and it is the best way to play that game. brilliant <laughs> Uh Gav, you've played a couple of games this week. I did. Do you want to talk about either Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or Destiny on PC? Yeah,
2: well, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was something I didn't think I'd enjoy at all because it's purely competitive. However, I jumped into it, expecting the worst, and came second place in my first ever game.
1: Oh, heck. Did did you do that by finding a good hiding spot?
2: Like, by (laughs) no skill of my own, I might add. I literally, (laughs) right, went around, running from house to house, hiding in rooms, and before I knew it, there were, like two players left.
1: <laughs> were you just lucky in that the place you started hiding happened to be near where the map ended up centering on?
2: I think so. I mean, like, every, well, no, no. I was running and following the the closing map. But um, I don't know. I just, every time I would hear gunshots and people fighting, I would just, like, lie down and hide and wait for it to be finished. And the number just, I think it started around 60 and it just kept going down. <laughs> and then there were two people left and then the... the 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 wall ate me, you know, the closing blue. Uh, yeah. you know, yes. And I was like, God, the, if, I wonder you're if you're not I'd getting like, into the
1: middle of the fight enough wall. I
2: wonder if I'd kept found a better hiding spot at the end. Would the other person have got eaten by the wall I would have accidentally won the game. Yeah.
1: Some sometimes there is just Dang. some luck to it, but also sometimes like there will be matches where you just spend the entire match sprinting away like, oh no, yeah. I started outside
0: the wall from the beginning. Yeah. This is just how this <laughs> one's gonna be. <laughs> My first PUBG match was um, I landed next to someone else and we just punched each other until I got beat to death. It was very anticlimactic. Um, The second one was I lucked out. I I landed right next to a house with a shotgun in it and that that gave me a little bit of survivability until I got overconfident. Um, But that was just capturing footage for some Jimquisition stuff and I've not played it beyond that, but... Like you, Gav, it's a game where I expected to have a lot worse time than I did, and even in the short time I had with it, I was like, "This is all right. Yeah. This is." I this I can quite see quite why playable. a lot of people quite it's, like it.
2: As as those kind of, um, I won't say I, I suppose Armas Armas like Daisy style big kind of indie games go. Um, I was surprised at how well it, it felt mechanically as well, because they tend to be quite janky. And this one kind of, it, it did have a bit of indie jank to it, but like, that's not really a fair way of describing indie jank, because lots of indie games aren't janky. What's 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 the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. It felt less um, janky than other similar games like DayZ. And, and
1: yeah, it felt more yeah. polished than, yeah, yeah. you know...
2: The controls felt very natural. And you can use a controller, which really surprised me. Because I was going in, I was like, this is gonna be super hardcore game now. I know like I'm probably gonna have to just suck it up and use my mouse and keyboard. But no, it let me use a controller, which was which was really nice.
1: It is it is a surprisingly like accessible game for something that from the outside seems like it would be the most like it seems like it would have the kind of audience that would push you away from it the second yeah. you tried to start playing. Yeah. And it's surprisingly well, it, d- exactly. not like that, that That it does
2: have because all I could hear was s- Screaming in Russian Anytime I heard <laughs> anything through And it was okay. all I don't oh, know yeah, why You want to mute this, the
0: whole, thing, ben, but yeah, mute the it whole was, thing It
2: was all panned into my Right headphone All the screaming in Russian I don't know why the game does that but It was very distracting so I just like mute everyone
0: Maybe it wants to give you, like, the Donald Trump experience of just having, like... <laughs> having someone constantly in your ear. screaming
2: at you in Russian <laughs> in your earpiece.
0: <sighs> I apologise for bringing politics into video games.
1: Oh,
2: oh he shit. can go... F- he he had a go in Ireland the other day, so he can go fuck himself, this <laughs> fucking orange gobshite. <laughs>
0: oh, um, yes, I yeah. mean, I, I concur, but um, other video game things... Uh, you I, played, also... I tried to play a game oh. called Elix, and it was shit. That's all I've got to say about that. Uh, uh, no uh, yeah. specifics on how shit it is or why it's shit. Uh, just, just a. I mean, it's, it's just a speaking of jank. <laughs> techno yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's from the techno people, piranha bites, all that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just another one of those. That's that's it, that. One's by one
1: uh, THQ Nordic. Are handling that, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think yes. So I do have a very quick THQ Nordic story of today Uh, They very stealthily announced that De Blob is getting a port to PS4 and Xbox One In like three weeks And (laughs) they put a trailer up It looks like it performs worse than the Wii version In terms of frame rate dips So it's three weeks from launch And that's the trailer they show I'm not holding
0: my breath for that one THQ Nordic (laughs) That's like a Steam greenlight trailer submission rookie mistake. Like you d- don't upload a trailer if you if, if you can't make the frame rate look good. Yeah, yeah wow. It is, I'm gonna bit, have to check that out. Um, I might it's, even it's a do a, a video It's a bit ridiculous.
1: On, um, on the topic
2: of y- frame rates,
1: yes.
2: Holy shit! Finally getting to play Destiny on PC is a now, wondrous, joyful experience. To
1: specify, this is Destiny Two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Destiny 1 never came to like, PC, is that right?
2: It didn't, no. And,
1: okay, right, okay. Because you it, keep it, typing Destiny in chats and I'm like, I think you mean Destiny I mean 2, Destiny but yeah. I don't know Destiny enough to, to be certain.
2: And I'll be really quick because I know people are probably sick of hearing about this game now, but if you liked it on console, get the PC version if you can because it's absolutely the best version of the game. It runs beautifully and the mechanics in Destiny are so good, the shooting, and now that you can have that... At a higher frame rate Just f- makes it feel even better And uh, and it looks better too Like the headshots and stuff now will give you like fucking neon parties It's it's amazing, get it If, you know, if you like That kind of thing Just be warned, the end game is probably going to be just as much of a grind But you'll get your awesome 20 hours or so
1: Nice yeah. uh, I think the only other thing I have that I've been playing That's maybe worth talking about Is um, uh, you know, for a while we've known that there's an Animal Crossing game coming to mobile. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, it, it's it finally has a date now. It's coming to most places in the world at the end of November. Uh, but if you if you live in Australia, you can currently get the game. And oh, what a weird coincidence that I just so happened to have <laughs> on this very busy work week flown out to Australia. And as such, I have downloaded the game definitely Hell while handy. in Australia. Um So I've been playing, uh, let me double check what the subtitle on it is, uh, Animal
0: Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh, and by the way, just to, like... To prove that you've been to Australia, I have noticed, and I think the listeners will as well, that you sound this week like you've been near some kangaroos.
1: Yeah, you can hear the spring in my voice, exactly. It's, it's evidence enough for any kind of court
0: of law. <laughs> Not um, a court in the land would convict you of a damn, damn thing! So how <laughs> is the game? How is the game? So... Here's the thing, it's surprisingly
1: closer to it's closer to a core Animal Crossing experience than I would have expected I was fully expecting this to be some kind of happy home designer Um, Mm spin-off a lot of the core mechanics are still here Um, instead of running a town as the mayor you are running running a set of campsites as a campsite manager so rather than one large environment you have lots of smaller environments to, to manage uh, a lot of the core things are still in there. It's do your daily thing of go pick the fruit off the trees, go fishing, go do this, that, and the other. The difference is is that rather than selling those resources for money and using that money to do things, you are directly collecting and trading resources to build up these campsites. Uh, it does a couple of mobile game phone uh, mobile phone game type
0: things um mm-hmm. well that's why i'm not too surprised that a lot of core mechanics from animal crossing are in there because yeah a lot of them do seem like ready built For like yeah. if this was in the hands of warner brothers there'd already have been prize crates in animal yeah. crossing so by now there's
1: nothing like prize crates or anything so here's the two yeah. main things uh, every so often, when you've played X amount of the game, it will basically be like, oh, to travel over to this other bit of the campsite, that's going to take you X amount of real-world time, so you, you, you're you just going to have to wait. Oh, one uh, of those free-to-wait games. It's A little bit of free-to-wait going on, and the other thing is they do have a currency that can be earned in-game, but you can also purchase it yourself to speed up building things in your campsite. So those are the two things, and... Here's here's what I'll say in this. Let me say my P scam. So, uh, like, none of these things are good. I would ideally have rather just paid some money to not have these be in the game. But if there's any game that I think can get away with it, it's kind of Animal Crossing, in that Animal Crossing, just like the main games you spend money for anyway. They encourage you not, like, you can't just keep playing it all day because eventually you will have run out of things to do in your cycle. So it does somewhat require you to play for a bit and then stop till tomorrow. Laura, and, yeah. Laura
2: did you hear my announcement about my next song? How it's going to have, like, a long, long, long Kenny G sax solo in the middle. And you can buy, buy like, loot crates to skip it.
1: Let, let me finish my thing, Gav. Don't be look it's as i said i I would <laughs> rather have this game without those things in, but like here's here's the other thing that you know after a day or so with it i'm I'm currently feeling like half the point of animal crossing is that you do everything at a very leisurely pace, you do a little bit here, a little bit there, come back to it tomorrow, do a little bit here, a little bit there. These microtransactions are there, and you could use them to rush through building all of your campsite stuff, but thats it feels like you would be skipping the reason to play this game, because the Mm -hmm. whole point of something like this is to take your time slowly collecting resources yourself and feeling like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I did this a little bit by little bit, I built my campsite, and I built this with my own hands, and... Using microtransactions to skip past that just feels kind of pointless Why are you bothering with the game?
2: So basically it's um, a very meta comment Which gives you a existential crisis while playing it And it's a meta comment on why do we play games
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's a meta comment on anything <laughs> I'm just saying if there is a game that can get away with this model And it doesn't feel ridiculously detached from yeah. the core series I think this is it I would rather this wasn't in there, but I can totally see myself like dipping into this for ten, fifteen minutes a day. Just you know, managing my farm site, uh, my, my campsite, seeing who's there today, doing my decorating, decorate my camper van, jump back out, jump back in tomorrow. Can and, you
2: imagine, guys? Yeah. If um... If this kind of loot box microtransaction stuff had been around when World of Warcraft was first starting out and people had to grind up to what was it, sixty was the level cap in that game? Or can you imagine Oh it would
0: have <laughs> I, I the I, how much I was money about to say, say it would have made. tripled its income, but I I don't even want to put a figure on the multiplication for how yeah. much money they could have made from so that shit. I, yeah.
1: Here's the thing, like I, I get from like the tone you're using, Gab, I'm well aware this is you're doing the sort of like it's got microtransactions. I shouldn't be defending them in any sort of capacity. No, no, or I'm thing. not. L- but,
2: Laura, like, when I'm sighing, it's not at you at all, it's at the the practice.
1: Okay, it seemed like you were sighing at me for defending it, where I'm no, like, no, look, no, look, I,
0: I no, am no, very. No, I was at just, yeah.
2: just act at, the, at the let's make the game less fun to sell shit. Yeah, at, well, that's what I'm saying. Res-
0: yeah, I totally like get your arguments, Laura. It's just mm. to me, free to wait feels always like the laziest implementation it, of a microtransaction. It, it is a lazy implementation
1: of microtransactions, but when it's based on a franchise where even the paid entries, you're going to at some point have to wait before you can continue playing, it doesn't stand out as as egregious to me. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely see that point, and I've given every Nintendo mobile game a chance because... You know, I've all but given up on the mobile market. So, if mm. anything with a bit of potential moxie behind it comes out, I'll give it a look out of desperation. Uh, I've not been too impressed by any of them so far. I wasn't impressed by uh, Mario Run or uh, the the me thing.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'll this, give it a look and, and maybe feels it'll be good. Like the most complete like attempt to emulate the core game it's based on so far. Like, yeah. there are some, there and are I some changes here in there, would... but yeah,
0: it does feel very at home on a phone. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It seems like it's very well built for that sort of thing. And from what you've described, I mean, I can imagine that the cynic in me can imagine dozens of ways mm. to monetize Animal Crossing, <laughs> and at least they didn't go overboard.
2: It wastes all your money, and it feels very at home at the phone. So it's Donald Trump.
1: Oh, no! Oh, uh, my uh, God! Politics. I apologise for
0: bringing politics into video games, listeners. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like the the other thing that I find quite amusing about its microtransaction implementation is that all of the microtransaction payments are handled by Tom Nook, who if you if, if, if you've ever played <laughs> an Animal Crossing is the guy that tricks you into spending money you do not have uh, and getting you into massive debt. And by placing him next to the microtransactions, being like, go on. Buy them, oh, I'm a little raccoon <laughs> it, it just makes me never Want to open that menu because
0: it's like Oh, you're the guy that rips people off I'm not going to go that's... Near your microtransaction that menu That's the weird thing about Nintendo's free to play stuff Is even though They are still trying to make money Off microtransactions like anyone else Does, they, they do At least have a sort of honesty About it and, and a way of <laughs> admitting that that they know how micro at least how microtransactions are perceived, mm. um, like Nintendo badge arcades like got creepy sometimes with its microtransaction with the pressure from the the, the rabbit and um, what was it rusty 's um, real deal baseball real deal baseball which off- which got praised as a free to play game um, because it i mean out of all of nintendo 's um, what they call free to start endeavors. Rusty, was Rusty is probably the, still the best. Was Rusty one they the one had. where you could haggle on the price of, of additional content? Yes. That is yes. It, actually a funnily enough, idea. <laughs> funnily Rusty's enough, that rectal rogering me, uh... of
2: your revenue.
0: <laughs> here's the thing about Rusty. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that reminds me of what I just covered this week with uh, scientific revenue and their dynamic pricing, where they offer different prices to different people. Except here, it's a game mechanic where you can just get the best deal for yourself, and, uh, and and it was just an interesting game in which it tried to evoke sympathy for the dog that was <laughs> selling you stuff to try and make you not want to haggle and potentially have all of his children's stuff. And and yet, I mean, the game received wide praise because it, it was transparent a lot of about it, though. Games, like, well, yeah, yeah, not only that, but but there was almost a Zen pinball style format to it where you weren't. Paying microtransactions for like bits of shit That the developer like, flicked off their asshole, You are buying actual game like, like games To plug into the, the, the core of it In the same way that with Zen Pinball You download it but then you separately buy table, tables in the packs And build out the kind of game you want mm. I don't mind a game like that like, If it's free to play to begin with I don't mind that Uh, That's fine. You know, I've got a problem when a $60 game like the first Star Wars Battlefront does it Mm. when it comes out with a shell of a game and expects you to pay for the season pass to finish it. But something like Rusty's Real Deal where you are kitting out uh, the the game with more game content, you know, more games essentially, or Zen Pinball where it's different tables uh, that I don't mind, that to me is just a straightforward honest transaction it's not so much a sneaky little microtransaction, that's just here's the content it, here's the money, and it's certainly better than fucking, It is you know, the gacha shit now. It
2: is so funny though what we've grown to accept at the same time uh, and, I, mean, I like, mean,
0: well, here's the thing, um I, I, I don't want to cut you off too far. Yes, you but I, do. I do. just yes, you well, do. I, do. <laughs> I, I, I want to anticipate a little of what you, you, you're you saying there, um, just to make the point that I've never had a problem with free-to-play games. A lot of people like misassume that about me. And just before you were, to make your point, I wanted to get that out there just because of, of that misconception. So long as the microtransactions are done in a way to where I feel like I want to want to buy it to enhance my experience through my own choice rather than feel like I'm being bottlenecked into doing it to have a competitive edge or to start having fun mm-hmm. then free to play games microtransactions I'm fine with them I think what Warframe is with them.
2: Warframe is generally regarded as the shining example there
0: Certainly one of the highly regarded ones yeah but, people uh, people respect Warframe
2: But do you guys remember um I think it was it was a Dragon Age two or Dragon Age Origins. There was an NPC in that game who told you about this cool adventure you could go on, which was basically the yes. DLC. And ah. at the time, that felt really egregious and shitty. And look at where we are now, and that feels just like whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's something I've been trying to um, I'm, and and that's why I'm glad you, you you went back to the point, man, because I genuinely wanted you to finish it because that whole what we've come to accept thing has been playing on my mind a lot recently Mm. because obviously we're in this sort of loot box craze of 2017 and companies are just getting more and more egregious uh, with it uh, to the point where, you know, the complaints about the microtransactions Mm. in Dead Space 3, someone can look at that and say, God, do you remember when we thought that was a problem? And Uh, I uh, want to try and still keep it, like in people's minds that no that still is shit. That's still not cool. They ruined the game's like i like like weapon system. Mm. They rebuilt it for that economy. Like that's not cool. Mm. Uh, but it and just they, looks they re- better now because... that.
2: Like not ruined, but the game Dead Space Three's combat became a complete grind after a while because yeah. the response yeah, I mean, to I having so say much ruined, ammo was I... to throw more and more bullet sponges at you.
0: Yeah, Ruined was, was was overly hyperbolic, yeah. Because uh, I did still think that Dead Space 3 was a pretty damn good game. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like, you know, it was a good game that could have been superb mm-hmm. had EA left their greasy little fingers off it and just let it be another good fucking Dead Space game. Uh, instead, you know, that... Well, now that we're getting no more Dead Space for games. It. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yay.
0: Or, at, or at the very least, we won't get any more proper ones, mm. We'll get them, you know, that they can have some other developer turn it into an open-world game-as-a-service thing where you get weapons and, I don't know, recruitable necromorphs in fucking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, like, pull, pulling back to, like, Animal Crossing for two seconds, like... I, I, there are there are microtransactiony things that i have real problems with like i've talked a bit this week about the fact that i think overwatches in particular are really shitty in the like by time limiting uh random unlock things it pressures people to oh do you do you want to never have a chance to get this thing well if you want to get it before it's gone forever buy these these addictive boxes um like there, there are implementations i find really shitty but so far, a day in with Animal Crossing, and like I've literally had it maybe 12 hours, it doesn't feel like it's pushing microtransactions on me yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But like obviously say, that's a very short game...
1: window of time with a free-to-play mobile game.
0: Even then, if if the game is free to begin with, then, you know, part of the trade-off for the freedom, yeah. I will accept a bit of attempted psychological pummeling. Yeah. I, will, I will accept the game you know badgering me a bit for money uh, because i didn't pay to yeah. get in i i'll take that on the chin and be fine with it it's it's when i've paid up front and then deal with the bullshit yes. on like top. there's no That's upfront like, fee
1: on this top. animal crossing and like even my favorite games that have de- that have dealt with this are the ones where i pick the game up for free never feel pressured to spend any money on it whatsoever and i end up spending money because oh, I've put X number of hours into this over X number of weeks. I feel like this game has earned my money. There mm-hmm. you go. I'll buy something. Yeah.
0: And I realised that, you know, we are not the majority audience there. And, well, I mean, it, actually, the the funny thing is they're, they're not after the majority audience. They're after the 2% of players who will spend... You know, as as uh, that ex-Bioware dev said this oh God, week, 15 grand, uh, up to $15,000, $15, yeah, on on oh, Fuck me, and I uh, felt
2: bad for buying, like, a, tr- a treasure box in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt bad yeah, for yeah, buying I mean, an
2: outfit in Destiny.
0: They are, I, I, again, as I said on Monday's Dreamquisition, it's like a, an empire built on sand. Like, they... They, um, horse doesn't most horse of their money armor seems so quaint now? <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing about horse armor. At least
2: you knew what piece of shit you were getting with horse armor.
0: <laughs> horse armor, I don't find funny or quaint, and I've said this a couple of times. Horse armor will always be patient zero to me, and that's why I don't laugh at it. That's why I'm never ha, 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 horse armor. That was funny. That's why when Bethesda makes a joke about horse armor, I think. Fuck you, because that was patient zero. That was the moment where DLC became okay to be ridiculous. It's not so much that horse armor is even quaint. It was just the the prototype. It was it was the pilt down man. It's it's the it's that. Just cosmetic DLC bullshit that then went into gambling, glorified gambling games that then became, you know, actual game content mm. that has a real gameplay impact, you know, for those people that go, it's just cosmetic, even though it's... I disagree with that argument. And it's just gotten worse and worse. And when you look at Horse Armor, there's really. We haven't come a long way from Horse Armor. It's, it's, Horse Armor was ahead of its time.
2: It's ironic too because Bethesda have genu- generally been renowned for doing DLC right.
0: I mean, yeah, outside of the, the paid mod shit that they really just fucked up, um, where the mods honestly just look like shitty microtransactions that, that nobody should want to pay for. Um, outside of that, in general they've they've often had my respect because they i mean i i spoke with them about it once and i i I think i believe just from the quality of the games that they're on the level that their general philosophy has been you know let the developer make the game they want to make don't be too hands-on don't be too focus testy and all this shit let them make what you know, what passion drives them to make. And we see the results with games like Doom, with Dishonored. We see, hopefully, with Wolfenstein. Well, we saw it with the first Wolfenstein, and hopefully with Wolfenstein 2. And they are making good money. They're certainly big enough to have an E3 show now. And they seem to do it with little in the way of this sort of over excessive shite. Mm. There'll be a season pass here, there'll be a deluxe edition there but so long as they're not going over the top with it, they're the sort of extra monetization options I will actually support with money, as I said earlier with Wolfenstein. Um, If if you're not going to take me for a ride, I'll pay you a little extra. And it's
2: a shame that Fallout 4's uh, DLC will be remembered for this because it had two or three very good expansions as DLCs as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bethesda's one of the few companies... Um, you know, obviously CDPR is another one, but uh, one of the few companies that recalls what a real expansion is and means, you know? Yeah. Um, you look at these expansion passes now and it's just like a couple of extra missions, or you look at, um, you know, what most DLC has become, which is just tat and shite, and and very few want want to produce its own carefully crafted, downloadable content anymore, you know? And, and that, that's, that was another one that I think people misinterpret from me, is because I complain about bad DLC a lot, they think I hate all DLC. Again, I'm happy to buy DLC if I don't feel like the publisher's taken the piss out of me. I'm happy to do it, and I have done it. Um, hell, I bought the season pass for the first Hyrule Warriors Because that was one of the only season passes in history That I have ever deemed worth it mm. And only a few have I ever done that um, Sometimes when I've done it I've realised I've made a mistake Like with Watch Dogs 2 Because as much as I love that game ah. Uh, It was infuriating to get that and then see, oh, here's a list of other DLC with the really cool shit. Look, Jim, here's a lot of bright, garish pink and neon colours. We know how much you love that shit. That's not in the season pass. And little moments of weakness like that remind me why I often say no to them outright. You know, it's such Um, a pity
2: that game fell under the radar. It was... I wish that had been the first Watch Dogs game. Yeah, there was so much. I, to I like. Well, I wish think so that
0: too. I think Ubisoft does as well mm. because I, you know, many people have attributed the first Watch Dogs to Watch Dogs 2's lack of traction. Mm. Um, but Watch Dogs Two is just so so many miles better than the first. Mm. And mm. you know, those impressions, those first impressions can suck. Um, yeah. Similarly, you know, I I don't know if it's true, but Alien Isolation, despite Aliens games having done so well, uh, regardless of what they were, Alien Isolation came out after Aliens Colonial Marines, which came out after, you know, I won't put it all on Colonial Marines because that one followed um, AVP, uh, the Aliens vs Predator from Rebellion, which was at best, OK. Well,
2: We saw that but this year as well, didn't we, with Resident Evil 7? It was the best one in years and it didn't sell as well.
0: Yeah. 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 And uh, unfortunately, the publisher's takeaway from that is going to be well, it failed because it was, you know, it had because these things in it. It in wasn't it that were the
2: good. Bay one, so it failed.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When, you know, there are, it, it's, it might be that maybe it didn't sell well because it was a horror. Well, I say sell well. It sold fucking well. Maybe let's it not, didn't sell as well as they the wanted. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't rake it the fuck in. It sold well. It didn't sell well by their standards. Maybe it's true that it didn't. You know, meet their standards because it was a horror game. But it might also be true that it followed Resident QT Evil, which was a big pile of shite, and people lost interest. It's, you know, it, it's. I I can oversimplify the market. I've no. I'm guilty of it. The publishers are guilty of it as well, though, and often. Their misinterpretation of the market Mm. is going to be a lot more harmful than mine.
2: Like Resident Evil didn't just have shitty games dragging it down; it had like how many shitty movies? Seven, six? How many? There was a lot of shit
0: clinging onto that brand. Yeah, Yeah. those are still unbelievably massively popular, and I don't know for the life of me why. Because I've seen them all. I had to for that podcast idea I had, which. (laughs) I'm sure Conrad hates me for as much as I hate myself for having I, mean, I watch fucking The Legend of Chun-Li 5am on a fucking Tuesday morning. Uh,
2: but anyway. I mean, I um, mean, yeah, Lilu looks good running around with two fucking MP5s, but there's not really anything else about those movies I liked.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're shite. They're horrible. Yeah. They make no bones about that. Uh, Before we wrap up, have we got time
1: for a couple of very quick news stories to just rattle through to get them sort of out and on the table? Bits of news. Oh, yeah.
0: Rattle them out. We'll rattle a couple out. Uh,
1: So one of them was there's been a petition going around for a little while with this whole loot boxes discussion that's been going on Mm. the last couple of weeks. Um, Basically, the way that UK Parliament works is if more than a certain number of people sign a petition, they have to discuss it and... Issue a response So people did a petition basically being like Hey UK government Loot boxes Can we get some discussion on whether those are Considered gambling And the UK government responded to this petition And their response basically boils down to Loot boxes Are not considered gambling Under current UK law Because you always get Something out of the loot box And you cannot Directly in-game trade The things you get in the loot box back For money So you are not inherently gambling With a potential to earn or lose Money And there's no option in which you open a loot box And get nothing So they don't consider it Gambling yet Mm -hmm. But they did very specifically say They are aware of the Growing trend of Gambling-esque psychological tricks being used for things that don't fit under the current definition of gambling and they are watching out for any future egregious examples that might require we changing feels, that definition yeah it feels That's like what some new saying. laws
2: need to be made here yeah,
1: yeah. It, it basically sounds like the UK government is apparently surprisingly aware of how loot boxes work and are keeping an eye on them for like the example
0: that steps over the line and gets loot boxes regulated this is what I've said in a couple of inquisitions now, and funnily enough, I said it in that video that Activision's tried to block in two countries this morning, is, I mean, it's one of the reasons... I got a lot of emails about these petitions to the White House. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the petitions to the ESRB, of all things. I mean, the ESRB is in the industry's pocket. It's not. It's yeah. there to protect the game industry. That wasn't going to ever say anything. Loot boxes, um, they're great. His... They're great, guys. <laughs> Martin here. Yeah. His, Super I, got, I didn't jump... I didn't jump yeah. on that story or go out of my way to signal booster mm. because I don't think that is the route.
1: Yeah, like loot boxes
0: I, aren't technically legally yeah. gambling;
1: they're not. It, it's why I didn't cover these until the government issued a response because I felt like the government response is where it's like, okay, there's something actually here to discuss. Yeah, and like yeah. It, now, I find it interesting th- that they say like, no,
0: it's not gambling, but we are keeping our eye on this. Yeah, and, and that is again, like it's what I've been saying. Uh, it's gonna take one colossal, one fuck up colossal enough for politicians to look at it and go, okay, now I can interfere with this. Here's some regulations. We've got to come up with a way, if it's not gambling, to legally define it because right now that's how it's getting under the radar. There's mm-hmm. no legal definition for it, and that. That is one potential way that this market could get fucked, is one of these companies just, they get too horny for that money and go too far, and then they mm. get the wrong kind of attention. And we've already had, like, stories in the Daily Mail and tabloids and all that kind of stuff, uh, with, you know, games are uh, making children spend their, their parents' yeah. money. Kid bankrupt and family see... buying FIFA yeah. packs, yeah. So this shit's already getting out there in topics, but it's going to take sort of something extreme has got to go down. And then I think, you know, if if that does occur, that's when stuff will happen. Yeah. Because no, no, no boxes, I, I do not legally consider them gambling. I still call them gambling, because colloquially they are. Yes. You are still wagering. Y- you, are you are putting money down gambling.
1: with a, a variable response of like whether you will get something that is valuable to you like on a quantifiable level or, or not valuable to you. You do not know yes. whether you are getting something that is worth the money you are putting in or something that you do not consider worth the
0: money you're putting in. Exactly. In the same way, and you know, people have brought the comparison up before. In the same way that uh, you know, you'd buy a, a Magic: The Gathering card pack, and you, you'd hope to get something rare and, and cool in, inside. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It, you'd, 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 you're you you gambling on the prospect mm. It's No it's not legal Gambling like you'd find in a casino But, the, <sighs> but it wouldn't be out of place To colloquially say Oh well, I'm going to buy these and take a gamble That what I want is yeah. inside it And equally, that's why like, I call it gambling but For me the difference between something like trading
1: card packs And say buying Overwatch loot boxes Hoping to get the Halloween skin you want For your character Is with trading cards rather than gamble, you can go to eBay and go, okay, who is selling this card that I need, and for how much? Okay, there is a price at which I can purchase this and make an informed decision of, do I wish to spend this much on this thing? Yeah. Whereas and, there is no t- option to say with... to Overwatch, I want to just give you a set amount of money and receive the skin that I would like.
0: And the thing with... Um... That sort of transaction, you know, buying a card on eBay is... Although, you know, the mar- the, the, the companies do influence it a bit hmm. with obviously forced scarcity of certain cards, the value is determined there by how much people are willing to pay for it. Yeah. So there is at least some user-driven and value you, prospect You know there. for
1: certain, I will be spending X amount and getting the item that I want, and you can make an informed purchase decision. Which you yes. can't make an and, informed and purchase decision if you don't know how many loot boxes you'll have to buy to get that Overwatch skin.
0: Yeah. And so, no, it's not, it's not gambling by any legal technical definition. Anybody expecting the ESRB to agree with them on that would be a bit, you know, naive um, and, and overly optimistic by... A country mile. Um, I don't expect any government entity to particularly consider it gambling at the moment. Uh, but as I say, I I think the game industry has a good chance, and I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I'm not even saying it'll happen for sure. Um, but there is a, a chance that the game industry could hoist itself by its own petard, overreach, go too far and then get themselves looked at by the you know the kind yeah. of eyes they don't want look by the kind of eyes that the ESRB was set up to shield them from yeah uh, the other and then the ESRB <laughs> sets up its own gambling commission oh. and just greenlights everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the only other very quick bit of news uh, nice little thing that came to the switch this week you can now hold down the capture button for a few seconds and record the last 30 seconds of gameplay Oh, cool. on, on your it's very handy. Nice. Yeah,
0: Hat, hold the button for a few seconds and then get a few seconds of gameplay. Well, uh, Genius. <laughs> it's 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 easy to joke about,
1: and there are definitely like you know it's it could be better. But talk. like a thing I've not been able to talk about until today, playing uh, having that function with a game like Mario that I'm doing a lot of playing while I commute, I keep coming across really cute little things that I want to capture and be like, oh, that was really cool. Why didn't I I you know capture that moment? To be able to on a handheld like retroactively record that thing that just happened that was quite cool and post it straight to social media I think Nintendo might be onto something and that particularly I, with, yeah. I think Mario is a great game to release around the time that this video capture stuff happens because they're going to get a lot of people sharing
0: like, oh look what I found type videos on social media I was, I was fairly critical when I heard it and I was like, well what's the fucking point? Um, but I do, I see the merit in having t- like two options. And I did hear that Nintendo is going to um, in- like upgrade the amount by which you can record in the future. Um, but to have both of them as options, mm. uh, that would be pretty interesting. Like, I-, I wouldn't mind Sony having a second video capture option. Um, so it's not just the last 15 minutes, but a secondary you know, button you can press in the options for 30 seconds. Yeah,
1: Um, and... I, I kind of like the the implementation of like you can edit those clips down bef- like on the
0: system itself to stick on social media. I, oh yeah, you if know. you want to deal with the fucking nightmare that is editing video on the PS4. <laughs> well, no, the Switch's <laughs> equivalent is not bad. It's
1: two bars that you drag to where you want your video clip to oh, start and Oh, you're talking about Switch. I'm oh yeah, sorry. just same for the Switch one. Like the Switch one's actually like not bad implementation for trimming down a thirty second clip. Like there are things I've captured videos of this week that I'm like. I can't share them yet, but I'm really... like, You know, if I want to capture video, usually I'm going to sit down with my capture setup at my PC. But considering this mm-hmm. is a portable system as well, if I see something really cool that I wish I'd captured and I'm playing on a handheld, it is kind of nice to be able to be like, oh, wait, that just happened. I wanted video of
0: that. Go, yeah. button. I mean, honestly, I, in fairness, I just want Nintendo to make my job easier so I don't have to keep docking the Switch into the TV uh, dock and putting the laptop on and putting the capture unit up. Yeah. Just, if, I just if, want my job to be made If could do longer video recordings, it
1: would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice to be able to just m- capture video natively on the system.
0: Yeah. Although I did buy my new Lappy in time for uh, Mario so that I could start getting my Switch footage captured again because that's why I've been unable to get footage of golf story and uh some other stuff i want to get videos of because my laptop broke for just existing (laughs) um but i'll get to try out how the new lappy works with footage capturing and everything with mario odyssey so that'd be cool
1: and with that is that a good place just to wrap up i reckon we've probably
0: got through everything i think I'm splendidly happy with uh, giving us a stop here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Laura, how can people find your work on the internet? Uh, Me? You can find me, Laura K Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Laura
1: K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, any kind of place that has usernames, I'm probably Laura K Buzz. Uh, Other than that, you can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, at kotaku.co.uk. I've got a bunch of Mario coverage up uh, around the time that this podcast goes up. Uh, I wrote a thing about... Video game stuff that Sony came up with first, but other companies tend to get the credit for. Uh, yeah, just go, go read
0: my stuff on Kotaku. Okay, dokie. And Gavin Whoa. recently voted Whoa. Ireland's sexiest man who has been near some guitars. Yes, indeed. Which is the highest honour in the realm.
2: It's the highest honour in, people... in, in our clans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How can people listen to your great music... The Miracle of Sound on the internet.
2: Miracle of Sound on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes. You can support me on Patreon to help me keep making music, and you can follow me on Twitter for my bad jokes and lots of yep. gifts. And that's all Miracle of, of Sound.
0: <laughs> Plenty of gifts and good Christmas cheer. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you for continuing to support the Jimquisition's endeavours, uh, especially recently, uh, where uh, the more we rattle cages, the more, the more interesting things have gotten. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.